Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack French Billy for Wahoo's 24-7. And it's been a long time since I've had a podcast episode. And I want to just start off by saying thank you for everybody that sent their kind words of support um, the last month. It's um, definitely been a long process for myself and my family after my father's passing. And just uh, we're very grateful that we're able to travel to Canada so that he can meet um, his granddaughter and also to say goodbyes. So I appreciate all of you for the support you have given me, for the kind messages I received on Twitter, but also on Wahoo's 24-7. So again, thank you so much for your understanding as I get back into a routine. left and uh it's uh, been a crazy few weeks just getting back into some sort of regular schedule with the kids and and uh, also coming back with basketball was playing and then with uh, spring football started so we are going to be back on regular schedule where we have episodes every Tuesday and Thursday um as spring football wraps up that might be adjusted to just once a week depending on how the content goes um, just like last year, I also will be back on the road during May during evaluation period where I will be hitting up a couple high schools. So again, my schedule might be a little fluctuating with that. So I might just do it once a week, possibly every Tuesday. That was kind of like our summer schedule last year. So, but until then we're going to do Tuesday and Thursday, um, probably until at least the end of April. So for today's episode, um, we're going to start off with a little bit of basketball. I generally don't like to mix sports, but since it's been such a long time since I've actually had a podcast episode, I figure we do a little bit of basketball to start, and then we'll finish off with some high school football recruiting and just a little bit of a tidbit of Virginia football spring. And then on Thursday, we'll dive in a little bit more into spring football and what we have heard so far since we've only really had two practices, three from Tuesday, I'm recording this on a Monday evening, so it could be released on Tuesday morning. And Tuesday morning, we're going to have the third open practice. Uh, media's allowed the first 15 minutes. So we're going to talk what we've seen and what we've heard from talking to sources too, and that will be more detailed on Thursday. So, um, so that's what's to look for there. But we're going to start with, obviously, the big, the big talking point, actually, on this Monday. It's been quite an eventful Monday, obviously. The big news on the basketball side of things is that both Isaac Trout 
and also Caden Shedrick are both in the transfer portal. That's something that we've been following. If you're a Wahoo's 24-7 subscriber, we have been talking about these possibilities that Virginia would lose some guys to the transfer portal, and the decisions are still being made whether some other UVA players um, will stay, test the NBA waters, or maybe even go to the portal. So, again, we're following up on that as Virginia basketball is moving forward. But the one topic that I felt like I wanted to start on this episode that I have been trying to and wanting to do an episode on has been this whole narrative about Tony Bennett being a fraud in March or not built for playing March. I know if you follow me on Twitter, I definitely was uh, made myself pretty vocal on that point that I don't believe what we've seen in some editorials um, around the interwebs that Tony Bennett is not built for March. And I know a lot of you are going to say about recent success about the Virginia program, and we're going to go dive deeper here. So yes, in the last three out of the four times that they've been to the NCAA tournament, UVA has fallen to double digit seats. That is what it is. That is a fact. So I know some of you are going to say that in the comment section. So I'm going to go with it again. Yes, it's a fact. UMBC in 2018, that was the first one. And you can point to DeAndre Hunter and his broken wrist as a factor. That was a good, talented team that lost a very big talent to injury. Obviously, you know what happened the next year. It was a good bounce back. It was a wonderful story. And it was not a fluke. And I'm going to, that's also something that you, UVA won basketball games in an NCAA tournament. Did they get some luck here and there? Name me one championship team in any sport that doesn't get lucky here in a little bit. And a few games here and there. It happens. But to call a whole run a fluke, I think you need to sit back down. But anyways, the next time I've lost was Ohio in 2021. That was after the pandemic year. 2020, you can argue with me, it's it's what ifs and what have yous, but Virginia basketball was really talented in 2020 and then COVID ended it. So we don't know what would happen back then. But also 2021, with the COVID situation for UVA, they missed the ACC tournament and they didn't practice for a whole week. And then they went into play in civil tournament. They were cold coming into it. Yes, they rested, but you still needed to practice. You still needed to figure out these new talent, how to match up with them. They weren't able to do that. These are viable excuses. Again, they're excuses. But again, that's also some valid, pretty much. These are valid points. When you talk about this, you need to put all the contact in there. Instead of just saying, oh, these are the facts. Yes, but put out some a little more context to these numbers. Yes, they lost to Furman. They should have won that game. That was on the coaches and on the players. That's, that is definitely, I'm not, there's no excuses there. But again, in this day age of college basketball, these things are going to be normal. I mean, just look at the Final Four we have currently in this March Madness. And don't forget St. Peter's run to the Elite Eight. I mean, parity in, bas- in basketball is there. I mean, right now, because of the transfer portal, because of the way college basketball is turning into, you're not you're gonna have more of these upsets. So yes, Virginia was the first number one seed to lose to number sixteen seed, but I mean, it's gonna continue to happen. I mean, look what Purdue, look at Purdue. So I mean, I get it, but I also see where college basketball was and is is. It's like for me, if I compared teams like, for example, Pelé. 
I'm my mom is from Brazil. She will always say Pelé is the is the best player to ever play soccer. He is always going to be there's no one compared to him. And then you say, no, Lionel Messi is the best player to ever play the game. Again, two different eras, two different types, two different situations. Everything's changing. It's hard to compare era to era. It's like the Michael Jordan, LeBron James thing. Again, I I hate comparing it because there's so many different factors when you consider what college basketball looked like years ago compared to what they are. I mean, even just the last 10 years, you can see the transformation that college sports has done with NIL, transfer portal. That's all changing. So again, I don't like comparing basketball like that. Um, And again, you're going to see more upsets. And this March Madness is just showing this, the sense of the tournament just showing that. So let's take a look at what Tony Bennett has been able to accomplish at Virginia in March. So just from 2014, that's when he had that, you know, obviously we all heard about the Tennessee turnaround where Kiel Mitchell and Joe Harris went to his house. And then after that Tennessee loss that they had, they came back and they went away to the Sweet 16 match where they lost eventually to Michigan State in the Madison Square Garden. That's where kind of, the, I guess, the, the good golden era of Virginia basketball started. That was the first team that started to build for UVA. Since then, two years later, they went to the Elite Eight. And they continued building. Obviously, we know what happened uh, three years later after that. They won a national championship. And prior to that, I'm just going to mention this too, at Washington State, Bennett was able to take Washington State to consecutive NCAA tournaments. And after he left, they have not been back to the tournament. So that's what he did prior to the national championships. So in the last 10 years, he's had one elite eight parents, one with 16, two second round exits, three first round exits, one national championships, one NIT appearance, and six regular season titles. He's also been to the ACC title game four times and won two. So he's had two ACC tournament championships. That is a very impressive postseason resume as well as regular season resume. I mean, he's he's established a program that is stable. It's consistent. So is there issues in March? Sure, but a lot of teams have. This is actually a quite successful resume. There's only been four teams that have had two elite two elite eight appearances and a national title. Only four. Four teams in the country who have had two separate Elite Eight appearances and a national championship. Four. So UVA is one of the few teams in the country that can boast a national championship in college basketball and March Madness. So in the last 10 years, they've been a successful ACC program. Now, I'm not arguing that there needs to be some changes or at least things that need to do to move forward with Virginia so they can have more success. Obviously, college basketball is changing is what I mentioned in the beginning with NIL and a transit portal. That's something that they will have to navigate. It's a brand new world. Great thing for them is they do not have the facilities issues that UVA football has. John Paul Jones Arena is an incredible arena. They also have top-notch facilities that a lot of recruits love when they visit. And also, UVA basketball is still talked about on the national scale. So you're not being sent over to the regional networks. You're also being talked about a lot in on ESPN, on CBS Sports. You're, you're being your program that is often discussed, often ranked in the top 20. So recruits are seeing you on a national scale. 
So that does help as well. And it helps that it's been a stable program. It hasn't had any issues of ups and downs and into a roller coaster. So those are all things that are on the side for UVA. Now, what's their problem has not been, it's not been a basketball program per se. It's been a talent program, a talent problem. So if you look at what's been going on since the pandemic, and I think the pandemic also hurt Virginia basketball, as it did a lot of other teams, especially on the recruiting side of things, because don't forget, 2020 was a was a horrible year for many people across the country and across the world. But on the sports side, it didn't allow for kids to visit, didn't allow for those interpersonal communications, interpersonal relationships, and it hurt recruiting. It also hurt evaluations. So on the sports side of things, this did hamper a lot of teams across sports. And you're still seeing the after effects of this in a lot of teams where some of them, you can see the quality might have gone down a little bit. And it's all like coming, stemming in from the pandemic year. Virginia also had to deal with a lot of players that either left earlier than they expected, um, went to the portal, went to the NBA, um, also NIL came into a factor. So all that kind of contributed to a roster gap. So instead of the narrative being Tony, Tony Bennett can't coach in March, how can he adjust the roster gap that Virginia basketball is currently in? Because let's take a look at a couple of the classes um, before that good 2022 class, which obviously Trout was a part of and is no longer part of the program. So if we look a few years ago, we have uh, Francesco Badocchi and Marco Antony. Those two players didn't factor into UVA. So that was one class that pretty much was, was a no-go. The next class is Kihei Clark, uh, Francisco Caffaro, and Cody Stamm. Again, you have Kihei, obviously. He had to contribute. But then Caffaro and Cody, I mean, they played a couple minutes, but that was that class, I wouldn't say, blew everybody out of the water. Then you had um, Casey Morcel and Caden Shedrick, and then you had Tane Murray as a lone guy in his class. I mean, that is the last few classes for Virginia um, before that 22 class that was one of the best classes that Tony Bennett signed. So Virginia doesn't have a March problem. It has a talent problem. So what they need to do in the next few years is continue to build talent so they can build depth so that, you know, we all know that Virginia basketball has a margin of error that's so small with the way they play in March, the way to play their game in totality. But I mean, in March specifically, when you have such a small margin of error, you need the talent there so that you can be as efficient as possible. That was the reason why their teams were so successful early on, because they were so efficient offensively. They also had good shooters. They also had good talent. That national championship team was filled with high quality players. So again, it all comes back to recruiting. Everything comes back to recruiting. So for Virginia to kind of turn things around, they need to go back to recruiting and recruiting high-level talent. As we um, take a quick break right now, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit of high school football recruiting and touch on briefly spring football. And I'll tease more of that for the Thursday episode. So stay tuned. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Good Old Podcast. I'm Jack Franchuli for Wahoo's 24-7. So I spent the first half of the show talking about Virginia basketball. And since we haven't had a show in a long time, I wanted to briefly talk about high school recruiting and a little bit of spring football just to kind of move forward to what we're going to be talking about on Thursday, which is more a detailed account of what's been the biggest storylines for Virginia football this spring. But right now, um, obviously, the, the main stories are the offensive line, what's been going on and how well they look. And obviously, Tony Musket and Jay Wolfick in the battle for QB1. And just what is the kind of vibe, the cohesiveness of the team as they move forward this spring to kind of turn around fortunes from last season to this season. So from now, um, obviously, we, again, like I said earlier in the show, we've only had two open periods. And those periods are 15 minutes. So we personally haven't seen hands-on what's going on. But from talking to sources, a lot of people have been very impressed by Tony Musket, the transfer quarterback from Monmouth. Um, we had him on the show um, prior to spring football. And he talked about his transition here to the Cavaliers. And he was looking forward to spring. And it seems like he's been impressing a lot of people with his ability to pick up the offense very quickly. So that's kind of the things that we've been following. And we're talking to coaches, talking to Tony Elliott. We'll be talking to Terry Heffernan. We talked to him before spring football started, where he was just talking about just the initial impressions of his group. Obviously, at that point, he hadn't been able to practice with them yet. And due to NCAA rules, they have restrictions of how much meetings they would be able to attend. I mean, they could talk and get to know these players, but they weren't able to actually see them physically compete. So now he's had a couple of weeks at spring, and we're talking to him next Monday to see how he would evaluate his group. That is missing a few players. Obviously, Noah Josie just had back surgery after the season. So he hasn't been able to participate. So the O-line group isn't complete. Um, and I expect them to add names, look a couple more names. Once they kind of evaluate players in the portal, they hosted an official visitor about two weeks ago, an offensive lineman. So we're definitely seeing some movement there. So those are the type of things that we'll be discussing 
on Thursday, but I wanted to kind of just touch on the high school football recruiting side because UVA has done a good job of bringing talent in. Um, just before um, about January, around mid-January, early February, I had done an episode where I was talking about how UVA has done a great job bringing guys on grounds, and they've continued to do that the last two weekends. has been quite an impressive list of recruits that have visited Virginia for spring practices. This sort of thing that although we saw early on in Tony Elliott's tenure where we saw a couple of good recruits visiting in around the January period during junior day, we didn't see much in spring. Yes, we saw a couple of a couple of good names visit in the spring, a couple of underclassmen, but we didn't see the consistency. We're seeing more of that this year. They have definitely had bit more recruiting events on the calendar this past year and they they haven't been shy of offering players. They've offered more players up until this point in this class than they did in the other class. And again, a lot of it is what I said last year during this time that they were a little behind the ball because they, they came to grounds a little bit later. So a lot of their offers couldn't be extended until they evaluated those players during your spring evaluation period. So that's why I was always very hesitant in judging where they were on the recruiting scale because they needed a cycle. This is when I said that we were going to start judging them and they've done a good job of hosting some pretty big in-state targets just so we can go. So let's see, um, two weeks ago, so not this past weekend, the weekend before, they had Highland Springs quarterback Christian Martin. A lot of you are really excited about this prospect. And you know Virginia is too. He is quarterback one. He is our priority target on that offense. That's their guy. That's who they want. They want to sign one quarterback in this class. And that's who they identified as a priority target. So he's visited Virginia. Um, so he was definitely, he was one name um, that was on grounds. And then um, this uh, Holy Innocence Episcopal defensive lineman, Jacoby Murray, he committed to Stanford um, on Sunday, but he was on grounds. So we have a very talented defensive lineman that was on grounds. We had Central Catholic linebacker, Cole Sullivan. He also visited a couple of 2025 prospects who visited and were offered guys that will be very good in their class, including Edge Gus Ritchie from North Carolina. Other guys that were in town for that looted Uve Legacy, Zaire Rayner. Also, defensive lineman from Friendship Collegiate, DeAndre Cook. Man Manchester Edge, Makai Byerson. He's a very talented edge, also in state, close by. Salem, Virginia linebacker, Chris Cole. Then you also had North Cross offensive lineman, Moritz Schmorenzer. I'm so sorry, Moritz, if I said that wrong. He's from Germany, just started playing football, tackle football in his sophomore season. He's picking up a lot of offers now, um, visited Virginia. Another name is Thomas Dale athlete. Ethan Minter was also visiting two weeks ago. He's making an announcement Thursday, and he was back on grounds this past weekend. So two weekends in a row where Ethan visited, and he's got crystal ball picks for Virginia. Mo both myself and Brian Down putting crystal ball picks for Ethan Minter as he is set to announce on Thursday. We'll have full coverage of his commitment. Obviously, I will be at the commitment source commitment um, announcement on Thursday um, to cover it. So we'll have all that coverage from that event on Thursday on Wahoo's 24-7 as well. Um, so if he picks Virginia, we'll have all the interviews and video there. So that's a very impressive list. A lot of in-state guys. And one week later, they also had more visitors. Defensive lineman Eric Mensa from Mountain View, the same high school as Chris Jones, he was back on ground, so he was a guy who visited in January. So we're having double visits, which is good. A good way for you to get momentum in this class. 
Then you all had wide receiver David Washington, a kid out of uh, Philadelphia from St. Joseph's Prep, very talented. He told us that Virginia is now in his top three, top five after the visit. He said it was an eye-opening visit. He came to grounds after he picked up his offer and he decided to come visit. Then you had linebacker Keyshawn Flowers, a very talented linebacker to visit. Then you had you had Edge Devin Baxter, who in the 24-7 sports composite is a four-star. He's a very talented Edge out of the state of Maryland. He has offers from Michigan, Duke, Minnesota, Penn State, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia, among others. He was on grounds. Then you had offensive lineman Benjamin York. He's from Lake Braddock High School in Brook, Virginia. Again, you see the consistency here. You're seeing a lot of in-state guys, or at least that five-hour radius that you want. You want that Maryland guys. You want the Nova guys. You want the North Carolina guys. That's the type of kid that you want to recruit. You want to recruit those areas. And what you're seeing is guys repeatedly visit. Makai Byerson. Um, Jared Donson is going to visit in a couple, couple weeks. All those guys are revisiting. And that's what's been crucial of what's changed from last year. These guys are visiting more, planning future visits, and some of them are now planning official visits. We've already confirmed one official visit for the first weekend of June, a Peach State offensive lineman, Jamil Allen. He will be visiting on that first weekend. So everything is moving forward. Virginia is hoping to close the deal on a few of these guys, but things are looking well and trending well for a number of in-state guys. Um, now it's all about closing. You're getting them on grounds, so now it's all closing. So that's the next stage of where they are so on wahoo's 24 7 on friday i posted a long caps confidential i think it ended up being almost close to 1500 words but it was a big breakdown of what the board currently looks like now there has been one or two commitments from that over the last couple days um and some guys are actually going to make their announcement this week some most of them this week i think two of them heaven brown schuler is going to be trending towards clemson and anthony knapp an offensive, um, offensive guard uh, from the state of Georgia. He's trending towards the towards the Irish Notre Dame visit this past weekend. So those guys are probably going to be off the board this week. But then you also have Ethan Mentor is a is a recruitment that we've been monitoring for a while. He's visited UVA a number of times, and it seems like UVA is in a very good spot as he's meant to choose between UVA, Virginia Tech, and um, JMU and all the other schools that have offered him. So that will be on Thursday. So. If you want to take a look at what the board looks like for Virginia, why don't you go ahead on Wahoo's 24-7 and check out Cavs Confidential, and that will list some of the guys that have offered, where things stand, but also how many of those guys in those positions they're going to take. For instance, like I mentioned, Virginia is going to take one quarterback. And then as far as running back, for instance, they've offered Peyton Lewis, who visited a few weeks ago, but that is their big target at running back. They could take one. They could take zero at running back. They're pretty stacked at that position. So. So that's the sort of thing that you're going to get in those caps confidential. So, but like I said, from the beginning, this has been kind of, I wanted to focus a lot on basketball and then just give you a basically crash course. What's been going on for Virginia football um, touched on Tony Musket in the last two weekends for recruiting on Thursday. We'll dive in just on spring football, what the storylines have been, what some of the key battles we're looking at. We're going to do that all on Thursday. And then next week, We'll dive in on a big recruiting show um, so we can go in and I'll name a couple guys that you need to watch, some guys that are more realistic targets, which which targets seem to be trending for Virginia, which trends are away. We'll do more recruiting show next week. So, um, But for 
today's show, that's it. Um, it's been nice to kind of get back into a routine and get back on the show. Sorry, I had to kind of brush off some cobwebs um, shooting a, a podcast episode. But um, thank you for listening. And again, if you like what you're hearing, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Head to our YouTube channel. Like, like the channel. Like the video. Um, that way you can see all the video we post. So we've been posting sights and sounds for our media availability. But we've also posted stuff from Pro Day. So you can keep in action with everything that's going around UVA football. So again, thank you so much for your patience the last month. And it's it's good to be back. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And then we'll see you here on Thursday. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.